COVID sucks. Ready to hop off the Rona coaster? If you've had to uninvite half of your guest count, how do you still make your family and friends feel included when you're trying to get married during a pandemic? Stay tuned as we talk about live streaming and how it can help you allow all of your family and friends to be there for your big day. You got engaged. Now what? Happy? Yes. Joyful time? Of course. Stressed and overwhelmed? 100%. Don't worry, you're in the right place. Welcome to The Ring, The Bling, and All The Things, where we will get you from down on one knee to down the aisle. We'll cover all things from yes to I do's and all that happens in between. Hi, I'm Christina Stubblefield, one of your hosts, along with my two good friends, Michael Gaddy and Sharon Rumsey. With over 50 years of wedding experience between us, we have seen it, heard it, done it, and found a way around it. So buckle up and enjoy the journey. Now, let's get started with this episode. Okay, so thanks for joining us for another episode. Mike and Sharon are really excited to talk about something else that has to do with technology, <laughs> but I'm excited about it. And today we're going to be talking about live streaming your event. So really, you're in nerd heaven. I am. <laughs> I don't take that. That is not criticism to me. I'm good with that. <laughs> it was so, all a compliment. Yes. So, and you know what? This has come up more because of the pandemic. Um, but in all honesty, it has really played a role for older family members that can't come to events. Um, and I really think the pandemic has brought this kind of to the top um, as an option for people that they may not have thought about before. Oh, to explain to us what it is, just in case somebody don't know what okay. this is. So live streaming your wedding means you are streaming your event over the internet. Live? Live, yes. Now, there are some people that have recorded it and then made it available, but what we're specifically talking about is, in so many people think about when I say live streaming, that that means it has to be Facebook Live, Instagram Live, or Zoom. Zoom. Correct. It's not though, right? Well, there are some companies out there that use those platforms, and it depends on the type of event you want. And I know Sharon has brought this up before, but the big question is, is it private? And of course, when you're doing a Facebook Live, there are privacy settings that you can have in place. Um, you, We've probably heard, I know I have, of several instances where Zoom sessions, e even a lot of business sessions, not even just events, have gotten hacked during it. And when you Zoom a, an event... A lot of times you'll he hear people say, you've got to make sure that you have a moderator because if somebody was to hack in that event, they could be putting bad things in the comments. The same thing can happen with a Facebook Live. I didn't know that. That's scary. I didn't know that either. Yes. So how do you prevent that from happening? Okay. So we have helped out some of our customers that are wedding planners, Sharon <laughs> being one of them, because we've done event streaming for businesses in the past before pandemic. So it was something we were familiar with. And um, Sharon, you were actually one of the first one to reach out to me about this. And if we were going 
to help in the wedding event industry, one of the biggest things I thought about is I wanted to be able to provide this service and it only be shown to the people I wanted it to be shown to. And how we do that is through a software um, that is under our marketing company, So and Media Group, where we provide a private link to the couple or the wedding planner, and then they can put that on their invitation, save the date, wedding website. Only the people that have that link can get access to it. It's become so important um, with COVID, and I think it will continue to be something that brides want even post-COVID. Please, Lord, let that be soon. Um, because with limited guest counts, it's there are so many people that a bride really wanted at her wedding that are now not able to attend. Um, we're down right now, um, you know, as we're recording this, who knows what it'll be next time, to 50 um, people in an event. So if you take a wedding that was going to have 300 people and you limit that count so much, there are a lot of people that they still want to be part of their wedding. So it's came up a lot, and I loved your option because I had a bride actually say to me, but if I live stream, won't I have a bunch of strangers at my wedding? And And that's a really good point. It is a really good point, and it was really important to her that that not happen. And everything we do is we set it up ahead of time. You're familiar because we're working on a couple of weddings together, Um, but it is very private. It's only to the people you supply the link to. There's even some more security measures that can be put in place. It can be password protected, but I don't want this to stick this topic just to the service that we provide. I enjoy being able to do that to help people. Um, Even the last couple ones that we have done, most of their guests have been, some of them have been overseas. Right. um, Even some in the service um, that could not be there and it wasn't even COVID related. Some of them were many hours away um, in the States that, you know, they had elderly grandparents or elderly family members that just could not travel. And the biggest thing that I try to remind people, our software is one click. Doesn't matter if you're 90 years old or if you're 20 years old, it is one click on a computer, tablet, or smartphone. And I think you have to remember that when you're doing something to live stream your event, it has to be easy for the end user. And sometimes, although you can click on a link for Zoom or it's going to be Facebook Live, a lot of times there are some delays with that. So if you're considering live streaming, make sure you ask some of these questions. Is there a delay? What we use, there is about a five to seven second delay, but it's streamed in HD. You know, that is very minimal. Some of them are 20, 30 seconds, a minute or longer. And you just need to know that information. It's not a, it's not a complete game changer, but just having all of that information. And I've had people even ask me, well, I was going to have my friend stream it on Facebook Live, but then I got to create a Facebook group, and then I have to worry about who's in the group. There are ways to stream your event no matter what your budget is. And should you hire a professional? That is in your best interest, yes. Wedding professionals, because it's live streaming. It, 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 it's live. There can be things that happen. And if you have a professional, just like florals or wedding planners, that have been in this boat before, most of the time we know what to do. Okay, plan A is not completely working. We already know plan B, C in our minds. 
Whereas you have a friend and they're, oh, it's not working. They set their phone down and watch the rest of the I've wedding. I've had couples ask me if I can have someone from my team do it. And it's not that I wouldn't do anything for my couples, but my answer is a hard no. I do not want that responsibility at all. I don't blame you. Yeah. But you know, how how great is it that, I mean, when I take flower orders, it's always the grandparents. You know, how many grandparents you have? Well, right. I have three grandfathers and have three grandmothers, but one of them might not be able to make it because she's not feeling very well. She, You know, she's in a right. nursing home and we don't know if we can get her out. How great would it be for her to be able to, or someone to have something there for her to watch it live stream? So, I mean... Couples have absolutely loved it that they, you know, they thought they were going to be so closed off and not able to share and finding out they have this option has been a game changer. I think it's going to become more popular. I do too. Even after the COVID may have started this, but I think after it's gone, it's going to be around for a long time. And there was a little bit of it going on beforehand. More of it was corporate and business streaming. I was going to say, I had never done it until the pandemic. Right. Yeah. Because it really brought this to the surface, especially like you mentioned, being limited to guest, guest count. And here are some of the tips that I will give out there, no matter if you're going to try to have a friend do it or anything. Make sure you use a cell phone holder. And I will, here's what I'll have you do. You don't realize how much movement is in your hands. If you pick up your cell phone, and I do this a lot with marketing using our smartphones to take pictures or video, because let's be honest, the smartphones these days, it's just about like a DSLR camera. I love it because it's a lot more convenient. But you don't realize how much natural shake or movement you have in your hands. Even though your phone may be a little bit larger, there is a natural movement in your hands when you're holding it. Who's going to take a picture? Because I'll post it on social media so I can show them that I'm doing this. So you have to think about you're going to be holding this for 15 to 30 minutes, depending on the length of the ceremony. If it's a church service, it could be 45 minutes to an hour. So number one, having to hold it, I encourage people to use a cell phone holder. I also encourage them to use a tripod. It, that is a, you don't realize until you're standing there holding it. I have never done a wedding without a tripod, a cell phone holder, a whole thing, because you're most of the time not in a situation where you can see everything happening. So you have to be able to pan left or right. And when you have a person that does not do live streaming, you don't realize the movement in that phone. It can be real um, blotchy. It can be kind well, of a nuisance. Almost, it's real important too because the person watching it may just turn it off because it make, it's making them seasick. Right. Absolutely. So a tripod for sure. Um, but also we move around our tripod. So having something on the bottom of your tripod, um, we've even used tennis balls. They make actual things <laughs> that you can put on the bottom of your tripods, but to where it's a little bit smoother movement. But really think about that time frame of that ceremony. Don't, don't try to just hold a phone in your hand. Even if you're just going to stream on Facebook Live, you can get a cell phone holder on Amazon for under $20 that fits any and every smartphone. So that's my tip. The other thing is making sure that you do some kind of test beforehand. Um, most of the time, if we have not been to a venue 
um, especially some of the ones we've done recently have been outside. We go and we do a test run because people don't realize it's actually better to use cell phone data than it is Wi-Fi because you can have breaks in your Wi-Fi that breaks the live stream, whereas cell phone data, we have been very fortunate with the luck on our cell phone data. Um, The other thing is, depending on how you're live streaming, once that live stream's over, let's just say you're going to do a Zoom. Once that's over, they they can't go back and watch that until if someone recorded it through Zoom, which I've had people say, oh my goodness, I had this done by Zoom and they forgot to hit the record button. So there was nothing for them to download and then upload to share with the people who didn't get there in time to watch it. A software, for example, that we use through our marketing company, it doesn't matter if a person comes in. We normally start about five to seven minutes before the ceremony actually starts because a lot of times the grandparents will be seated and things like that that will start just right before the ceremony. So if you come in five minutes into the ceremony, you're seeing the live stream while it's live. So there's some things to think about is what if you have somebody that wants to come back, they weren't home from work yet and they're 30 minutes behind, they really can't see the live stream until it's been downloaded and then uploaded to another platform. So really do your research and make sure that people know what time your ceremony is starting, how they're going to be tuning in. If they cannot be there when it starts, you're not going to be able to see it to the next day or two days later. There's some really some things to think about, and that's because it's come up for us doing live streams because people thought, well, how soon do they have to be there in order for it to catch it live? So that's one of the things that's important with how we do it. Um, I just encourage people, just do take the time to do a test run. Well, I know you and I did a site visit recently together to a church, mm-hmm. and I was really um, impressed with all the things that you had to check that day. Um, you wanted to see exactly where the bride was going to enter from, you set up and checked the angle that you would have as she came down the aisle, where you would have to move. And also we were at a Catholic church and there were some parameters as to where you were allowed to go to film. So it was great to have you come over. We met with the mother of the bride. Um, The bride lives out of town, but we met with her mom. She kind of told you what was important. We went over how everything was going to work. And I, I really appreciated there was a lot I didn't know that you were going to check that day. Especially in a church. And there is some things at other venue, venues where they don't want you to go, even if it's in a field. Right. And, and also, please, even if you're having a friend do this, be mindful of the people taking pictures and your videographers because, yes, they're expensive. They're expensive, <laughs> but they're there to capture your memories in a complete different way than live streaming. Live streaming is not videography. It is not. Now, there are some videographers that offer live streaming as part of their packages, but by no stretch of the imagination are any of us saying, do live stream and not a videographer. The last one I was at, there were photographers. A videographer had four 
camera, remote cameras set up. I had conversations with them when I got there and said, look, this is where I'm thinking about going. I do not want to cross in your path. You're capturing their moments and memories Mm -hmm. for a lifetime. I'm live streaming. And they so appreciated that I even asked. And it was, you know, when they walked in front of me, they still tried to bend down, but they were there trying to do things right in that moment. And I think that's so important. So if you're having a friend or family member do it, please just make sure you have them know where your photographers and videographers need to be for those important moments. I can see in the future where live streaming professionals will be one of the key targeted people to hire, such as a video person or a photographer. Uh, But what I'm hearing from this whole statement today is you really, you need to hire a professional to do it. Because there's so many little details, like you're not going to have your girlfriend or your best friend go over and see where the where the bride's going to enter the church and what mm-hmm. how much room you have. She's going to flip her phone out right then and start recording, and I don't think that's what you need. Well, and she's not going to know to check her data, to check the Wi-Fi, not use the Wi-Fi. So really... Hire a professional to do this. Well, and one of the things that the last one I was at, it was at a beautiful farm, and large um, event space, they had a special area where the ceremonies took place and where the bride and the wedding party entered, I had to be in one place to get a good angle for you to be able to see with when you're live streaming. Now, the way we do it, it's set up where you can kind of zoom in. You can zoom in on what you're, who you're trying to watch. But they even had a dog that was in their processional. And I wanted to make sure that I was in enough space where I could tilt the camera knowing that that was going to happen because I said, wow, the dog almost stole the show here in this one. <laughs> but that was an important part where if you didn't know that was happening, it was just really cute. But also, I moved three times during the ceremony because I wanted to get as close to the bride and groom, but I don't break the barrier in front of the guest in person. I just feel like that's a no-no unless the bride and groom say differently. They're there to witness it in person. So I always stay behind the guest. But what I did when the photographer and the videographer had gotten their shots and I was kind of watching them, I moved into the aisle behind the back row of chairs So that way it was focused on the bride and groom. They had this arch behind them that opened to these like rolling hills. It was beautiful. I saw the pictures. It was so pretty. It was beautiful. I saw the video. It was really good. Well, and it was pretty on video, but in person, you know, but I still didn't want to cross that barrier of the guests that's there. So there's so many things to be mindful of. And I would still watch for the photographer and videographer because if they needed in that place, I felt like I needed to back out to give them the room. Christina, is there a way for a couple to make this personal? Um, I know you and I talked before, um, my couple that you're working with, they wanted to be able to communicate with those guests. They wanted... To, to personalize their live stream a little bit. Can, is that possible? The way we do it, we allow them to um, all of the, at the top of their live stream is their names. We always put a picture of them. That's what shows until it goes live. And then also we let the, we get a message from them if they want to put out on, on there. We're sorry that you couldn't be here with us in person, but it means a lot that you're taking time to join us. Let your guests know they're still special to you. And then we also heard feedback about a guest book. And that is something that 
um, we do is a virtual guest book as part that's, of that. So that's a good idea. That's really like cool. It. Yeah, and then they can they can write a note while they're watching it. It doesn't take away from anything. But also what we do is the couple can go in, but most of the time we go in and we print that as a PDF where they can keep that or put it in their scrapbook or things like that. But then we download a copy of the actual file. We send it to them on thumb drive um, and it is available for them for 30 days online or for their guests. That's just something because you never know when you all mention grandparents or elderly family members it might be five or seven days. Unfortunately, maybe they were in the hospital or they were ill or something. So they don't have to wait necessarily for the videographer because there's a lot that goes in for videographers editing. There's a turnaround time, but they can at least see something from that special day. And that's why we choose to do it. I've even had people ask me, could you please share a link to me so I can send it to someone instead of them just waiting to get the thumb drive? And I'm happy to do that. Mm -hmm. Um, Especially if someone is ill or something, they may not have a whole lot of time to wait. And that's not to bring the mood down in this episode, but it's just nice that you can share things like that. And I really think you all have mentioned it. I don't necessarily think live streaming is going to go anywhere even after the pandemic. And I agree with you, Sharon, the, the sooner we can all get through this, I think it's brought a really a lot of good out in people, but the live streaming can play that role when the key people or your family and friends cannot be there with you in person, that they can still somehow be part of your special day. I think it's actually limitless what we can do with Mm this. Um, I have a client right now, nothing to do with COVID. The groom is from Ethiopia. Only his mom is able to come. I think maybe his sister's trying to come. But there are so many other family members that he would love to have. But, you know, for a ton of reasons, they're not able to come. And I've actually mentioned it to this couple because... They can be in Ethiopia and see the wedding. Well, and with a time change different, maybe they're not, mm-hmm. maybe if it's happening at 3 a.m. their time, but they can turn around at 7 or 8 a.m. and watch it, whatever the and They can even are. watch it together as a family. They can. I can see this being a full-time job for you. <laughs> She's very good at it. Oh, my. I really enjoy it because from a tech side, you know, there's so many times that people have, you know, the social media this or social media that this is one way that technology you know even some of the other things that we talk about in episodes has to do with technology plan, uh, timelines planning websites all that kind of thing but this live streaming can really connect people to an event as if they're there and that's what i enjoy most about it is you're feeling you're, you're possibly filling in a void that they may not have been able to participate in that day. And to me, that's what makes it important. That's why I enjoy doing it. And I appreciate Sharon reaching out to even see if this is something I'd consider. Because even after doing a few of them, I was like, wow, this really makes a difference for a couple and their family. So I've enjoyed it. But there is so much to it. I've learned even being... I had no idea how much there was to it. it Being in the technology field, and I'm probably a little bit more mindful because I've been around the wedding industry for so many years. Those pictures are everything after an event's over. They're so important. And you don't want to cut in that one shot where you got to be that person whose arm's in it because, you know, and I just specifically tell the photographer and video, please, all you got to do is please tell me to move because I feel like... 
they should come first with capturing those moments. I think that's great that you're saying that, but I mean, I can see in the future that you will be, like I said earlier, you'll be one of the main ones and you're going to have to have your own spot where the photographer mm-hmm. and the video person get out of my way because I'm works more together. important here. <laughs> well, and there, I don't think a lot of times people think about it. You're not just sitting up a tripod, hit the button, and then there you go. That's what people right. think it is. Exactly. And so until what do you I did focus that, on? Until I did the walkthrough with you, I'll be honest, that's kind of what I thought it was. Um, and then when we did the walkthrough, I was like, I am so glad that I called and did not try to do this myself. Well, in a church especially, that is, you have to be really careful. They don't want a lot of movement and activity going on. You have to be very on. respectful. Yeah. That's why I wanted to ask the questions. It, can I come up to the first pew if I'm over here to this side? You know, I don't want to come any closer. I don't want to break the barrier for the bride and groom. And I do not want to get in front of guests that are there. And especially when you talk about spacing and they have to be spaced out so many pews right now with what's going on at the time we're recording this. And... It was just great to go there in person. It makes me feel a lot more comfortable. I don't want to walk in to an event. I have not been there. I don't know what their guidelines are. I'm asking 100 questions, which is what you should be doing, Mm -hmm. but ahead of time. I don't want to be that vendor. Yeah, wedding day is not the day for questions. Professional wedding vendors don't do that. Mm -hmm. They come prepared. and But just be mindful if you're having a friend or family do it. It's not impossible. There's some things you really need to think about. If your budget allows, I encourage you to use a professional because this live stream may be more important than you really realize at the time. And I hope these things that we've covered will provide you with those questions, those points, those topics to talk about no matter who you're having do the live stream for you. Great information. Thank you so much. I, I think that's a great. I think it's been great. Yeah, it's exciting. Yeah. And I do think, I agree with you all, I think it's around um, even. It's here to stay. After we make it through the pandemic. So hopefully you all found this helpful. Um, connect with us on social media. We'd love if you'd subscribe to the podcast. Um, shoot us a message. If you have a wedding coming up, post about it. Tag us on social media. Um, hit the contact form on our podcast page or on our website. We'd love to talk about if you've already had your wedding. We'd love to have some topics to discuss and share with people. You know, there's probably things that you all have come across out there during your wedding or you wish you would have known ahead of time or things like that. So we'd love to include that in a future episode. And we appreciate you tuning in. Until next time, see ya. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of The Ring, The Bling, and All The Things. If you like what you heard, make sure to hit the subscribe button to get notified of upcoming episodes. You can also visit our website, The Ring, The Bling, and All The Things.com for past episodes. And make sure to connect with us on social media. If you would like to help us get the word out about this podcast, make sure to share with your family, your friends, and anyone you know in the wedding business.